0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatolito Show. And uh, I, got, I got to put together a few episodes here for you, starting with this one. There's a few episodes that I'm going to put out as it relates to trivia, some history, I guess, as related to the sport. And uh, and it came about just because of conversations that I've had in, uh, in the recent past, where people will throw out a, a statement at you as it relates to boxing or... Or MMA, what have you? But a historical, they'll throw out a statement with some historical um, uh, flaws, I guess you could say, and uh, and so it, it bothers me because people will read a headline or they'll hear a headline and then run off with it. And the one that that brought this to fruition was the uh, the youngest champ in boxing history, right? And so quite often, what you hear is that people regard Mike Tyson as the youngest. Champion in boxing history, so it got the conversation going. So these next few episodes, yes, use them as trivia, use them as icebreakers, as conversation starters. It's good bar talk, good bar stool talk, right for for you and your friends, or or with your family members around the table if you're discussing the sport and um, and its history. So I did my research. I've I've been putting pen to paper, and uh, and this is for you. So hope you enjoy it. Uh, this first one, the youngest champ in boxing history is going to be, uh, obviously, debunking the statement that often gets thrown out, which is Mike Tyson uh, holding that moniker, holding that title. Now, although there is some truth to that statement, he is not the youngest champion in boxing history. He is, however, the youngest heavyweight champion in boxing history. And so there's, there's where, the, uh, where the statement falls in line. So let's look at some history. 1956, Floyd Patterson was only 21 years old when he knocked out Archie Moore. The victory, this victory secured him his first title and also entered the name in the record books as the youngest man to win the heavyweight championship. 1956, Floyd Patterson at the age of 21. Muhammad Ali, while still fighting under the name of Cassius Clay, came close to breaking the record. In 1964, at just 22 years of age, Cassius Clay defeated Sonny Liston, becoming the second youngest boxer to become a heavyweight champion. 22, 1964, so eight years later, and he came shy of breaking Floyd Patterson's uh, record by months. Floyd Patterson's record would stand strong for three decades until 1986, and that's where Mike Tyson comes into the picture. At the age of 20, Mike Tyson defeated Trevor Burbick in what was a one-sided fight, and he won his first major title of his career. On this night, 1986, not only did he become the heavyweight champion, but also broke Floyd Patterson's record. So three decades it stood strong until Mike Tyson came into the picture and cementing himself as the youngest heavyweight champion in boxing history. So to date Mike Tyson is still the youngest boxer to win the heavyweight championship. Now let's dive in and this is where that conversation ended up leading. So we'll dive into who the actual youngest champion was uh, in history and to date this record still stands. Um uh, This actually belongs to none other than the former three-division world champion, Wilfred Benitez, who turned pro at the age of 15 and captured his first title at the age of 17. On March 6, 1976, Benitez defeated Antonio Cervantes by way of decision to win the WBA super-lightweight title. At the age of 17, imagine that, at 15 he turned pro- El Radar, the Radar, Wilfred Benitez, turned pro in 1973 uh, at the age of 15, like we just mentioned, and uh, and this is something that people often overlook. He is often, and in case you haven't you haven't realized this or you don't know who Wilfred Benitez is, out of respect to the passing of Marvin Hagler here a, a few days back, uh, that was another reason why it motivated me to put this episode out. Um, the four kings is what you often hear about, right? The four kings, uh, the golden era of boxing, uh, and those being Hagler, Hearns, Leonard, and, uh, and Duran. Now, Wilfred Benitez is often regarded and, and he's forgotten. He's gotten lost in translation there somewhere. He's gotten lost in, in the history, in the annals of the history books. But those that are hardcore fans, they know that Wilfred Benitez was regarded as the fifth king. And he wasn't able to f- complete the whole circle because he never faced one of the four kings. But he was often regarded as a fifth king by, by a lot of fans. And to date, he still he still is uh, considered um, the fifth king of boxing uh, from that golden era. Uh, he fought three of the four. The first king that he fought in 1979, Benitez, would attempt a defense of his welterweight title against none other than Sugar Ray Leonard. Wilfred Benitez lost his WBC welterweight title uh, against Sugar Ray Leonard on that night. Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard would win this. uh, He would win and secure the first major world title of his career by way of TKO. There was controversy in this fight. Uh, The controversy lied in the fact that the fight was stopped with only seconds left in the 15th round. The referee brought the match to a halt with six seconds left. In the 15th round, handing the title over to Sugar Ray Leonard. And that was a controversy where it lied, where should he have let him just finish the fight? Uh, we saw this uh, years later with Chavez, Meldrick Taylor, which was one or two seconds left at that final bell, right? And Richard Steele waving the fight off where people feel like if you would have let it continue and the, bell, the final bell rings, Meldrick Taylor would have won that decision, uh, likely. This was similar. It was a highly contested match. It's in black and white. You guys could go back and and watch this fight. Wilfred Benitez versus Sugar Ray Leonard and see what you think. 15-round fight. And it came down to the last six seconds of the final round. And the referee waves it off. It was a one-sided round um, by Sugar Ray Leonard as the fight was dwindling down. But he was on his feet. So... Check that one out. That was for Benitez against the first king. The second king that he faced was three years later. In January of 1982, Benitez defeated Roberto Manos de Piedra Duran via decision and defended his WBC super welterweight title for the second time. The third king that he faced uh, later that same year, he stepped into the ring seeking a third defense of the same title, of the WBC super welterweight And the man across the ring from Benitez that night in December of 82 was none other than Thomas the Hitman Hearns. Benitez was unsuccessful in his defense of this title. He surrendered his WBC Super welterweight title that night to the Hitman by way of decision. The only king whom Benitez did not meet in the center of the ring, now that you put this together, of course, was the late, great, marvelous Marvin Hagler. Um... They considered making this fight. However, it seems like from uh, why it didn't come to fruition was because they considered Benitez to be too small for Hagler, and he was often overlooked. Therefore, other fights took place in Hagler's career, and uh, and that fight never never happened between Benitez and Marvin Hagler. Um, Benitez retired in nineteen ninety with a solid record of fifty three wins, eight losses. One draw and thirty-one victories by way of knockout. Uh, hopefully, this episode uh, you enjoy this episode, and I'll, I got a couple more that I'm going to bring to you in this in this style. Uh, and And hopefully, you could use this. So when people throw that headline out there that Mike Tyson's the youngest champion uh, in boxing history, you can now correct them. Uh, and also. Go look at Wilfred Benitez's career. It's an amazing career that started at the age of 15, and he is highly regarded as as a, a, a great boxer, a great strategic uh, boxer who used to just break his opponents down. Uh, very fast hands, very good boxing, very methodical in his approach and his attack. And uh, and there's a reason why he was considered and regarded by most as the fifth king of that era of boxing. Uh, listen, if he would have fought Hagler this conversation would be different, right? There would be five kings instead of four because he was getting in there with the best of them. Uh, hopefully you enjoy this episode and uh, I'll talk to you and, and and see you, catch you all in the uh, the next episode. So take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Have a good night.